Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. We're down here on, uh, or actually we're up on the cliff overlooking the beach today, and it's dead calm. Not a breath of wind, which I guess you can hear because the microphone doesn't have fur in it and wind noise. So I've decided to go, not, I came down for a swim, but I've decided to go later on in the day because it's dead flat, beautiful water, and a uh, perfect day for across the bay and back, I think. So we had whales in uh, Bondi Beach uh, two days ago, right in at North Bondi, right against the rocks. And uh, somebody captured the fun and games of all that on their Instagram account. I think it's Mornings Bondi or something like that, but absolutely beautiful, uh, uh, mother and cub. Of course, uh, good news and bad news, of course, with the whales comes the things that eat them. And so we have to be mindful at this time of year also that there are a few rather large unfriendly things out there. And, uh, but I'm looking out to sea right now and I can see somebody swimming across the mouth of Bondi, which is at least a kilometre out and at least two kilometres across. So they're swimming right out across the mouth of Bondi. That's a long way all by themselves. So obviously they're not spooked by their whole idea of... Uh, of uh, unfriendly fish. When we start getting defensive or aggressive, uh, that there's another word for it, and the word is uh, reactive. Now, when we're reactive, it shows that our gotu, our discipline, has failed us, and we've sunk into it. So, the purpose of gotus is. Uh, setting the boundaries to our lifestyle so that we maintain a healthy level of uh, healthy level of uh, self-management to avoid losing heart like reaction is from the head the heart never reacts the heart just loves the heart's calm the heart's at peace but the mind uh, it reacts and so when we've sunk into our gotus uh, we get reactive and that means we either get aggressive meaning fuck off you know angry angry or defensive means I'm gonna run uh, leave get out of here so gotu state of mind is is uh, is very disruptive and very uh, actually cancer causing so we have to be really self-aware to the point we say I don't really want to get sick. I don't want to cause myself illness or I don't want to cause myself pain. Uh, and therefore, whenever I feel myself in reaction to anything, whether it's uh, news on the media or whether it's uh, a friend or whether it's a kid, whether it's guilt, whether it's shame, whether it's fear, it's all reaction and it's based on perception, how we're seeing things. And it is changeable imminently. So... We put got-tos in place so that we put boundaries. So here's a good example. Let's say you have uh, a meeting on Friday with some colleagues and they've asked you to run the meeting. It's Monday and Friday is when the meeting's on. And you go, okay, I've got a meeting uh, on Friday. Uh, it's with my colleagues. They've asked me to run the meeting. Uh, that's a priority. It's important to me. 
but how much time should I put in to prepare for it? So what will happen on Monday, if you react, you'll stay up Monday night, you'll stay up late working on your PowerPoints and doing your program prep. Tuesday, you'll be working, doing your normal work, but in the back of your mind will be the program prep for the Friday. Uh, by Wednesday, you'll have skipped a gym session or two, skipped a morning walk, skipped listening to a podcast, skipped a coaching session, skipped uh, over a kiss with your, with your partner, and skipped playing with the kids because oh, on Friday is something really important and I'm just working to get it done, which in a sense is our attempt to make ourselves feel good. So when we start to do that, we start to so-called feel good by working uh, outside the boundaries of our got-to limits, we are in the, what the, in the mode called sabotage. And this mode called sabotage is where we start to sacrifice the short term in what we think is the interest of the long term. We sacrifice all our got-tos. I've got to go to the gym each day. I've got to go for a walk each day. I've got to have a coaching session each week or twice a week. I've got to sit down quietly in nature uh, once a day. I've got to. And these got-tos are, are not uh, uh, worthy of any form of compromise. They are, without any shadow of doubt, uh, serious essentials. And I would say they're not options. If we in the interest of running a good program on Friday, if we start to develop, uh, prioritize that meeting on Friday, and, and let's let our time allocation for that program slip out of our control, what we start to do is self-deprecate, self-depreciate, which is self-sabotage ourselves, because Friday is really important. But think about it this way. If Friday is really important, lots of sleep will be really important. If Friday is really important, lots of exercise is really important. Friday is really important, lots of uh, recovery and calm and, and peace of mind is important. All the things that are normally taken for granted become super important if Friday is really important. So the meeting on Friday would end up being very intellectually developed, very cleverly designed by a lot of hours put in. And this is, of course, Parkinson's law, which is work expands to fill the time you give it. So for me, a meeting on Friday is worthy of about two hours of investment. So a two hour investment in my working day is quite a lot. So a meeting on Friday that I put two hours into, if it takes more than two hours, I have to redesign the meeting. And that is the energy of creativity. That's the energy of inspiration, where you say, I'll limit the time to get the same result by modifying the process or modifying my expectation of the meeting. Now, what will stop you modifying the expectation of the meeting? Well, seeking other people's approval, wanting to validate yourself, wanting to uh, believing that if you don't put hard work into something, it's not going to be your best effort, which is all allocated to the word guilt, which means, you know, past shit that or past unfinished business, as we now call it, that has not been processed, you know, the appetite to be liked in order to define ourselves as being likable, the appetite to be, to perform at the top in order to define ourselves as worthy of acceptance and love, the, uh, the opportunity to create an identity out of a successful meeting, which is better than the one we already have, which is, you know, uh, uh, the, the dog and the bone trick. So, I think it's really important to recognize that everything in, everything in our working week 
will be prioritized and everything in our working week can be reprioritized if we have slippage at the got-to level of self-discipline. And a got-to level of self-discipline, if that fails us, the whole pyramid of got-to, should, need to, want to, desire to, choose to, love to collapses. It, 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 our love tos collapse down, our shoulds collapse down, everything collapses down because discipline, which is the fundamental principle of self-respect and self-worth and, and self-awareness, uh, uh, is let go and our disciplines go out the door. So if we say, I'm gonna do a bike turbo once a day, then we do a bike turbo once a day and if it's at a certain time, we do it at a certain If I'm gonna eat certain foods and not eat other foods, I do that, but it's, it's, it, you can't expect to have high performance life, championship performance outcomes, uh, successful goal-driven results, uh, achieve the things you wanna achieve, leave a mark behind you if you lose discipline. I watched a documentary last night on uh, Amazon Prime. I, as I said, this is when my partner's away, when Lotta's away, uh, I have the opportunity to watch things that I like rather than things that we like uh, for our post-dinner um, half hour of, of uh, chill. And uh, so I've been watching documentaries. This one's called Head Above Water. And it's about the Australian swim team and about different personalities that come, uh, including Thorpey, uh, uh, one of the most amazing athletes uh, next to Michael Phelps that's ever walked this planet. And uh, arguably, uh, that's an opinion, of course, but he's brilliant. And anyway, he, he's, uh, there's a fair bit of work on focusing on him. And at, at the end of the day, uh, where there is a, there's a shift of uh, perception between Thorpey and some of the coaches and some of the athletes is how much, what does discipline look like? So one of the coaches is encouraging one of the athletes to swim in a race and not go hard as they can because they need to exercise their injured shoulder. And the athlete is arguing that they've never ever gone in anything in their life without in a race without wanting to win because the athlete is carrying their wound, which is I don't want to let other people think I'm not as good as I am, which means they've got to do well in the race. The coach is looking at it from a point of view of be disciplined to exercise the shoulder but and get the race have the experience of going in the race but you don't have to win so the coach's ego is not in the winning but in the process and so you can see all of these people uh, with different opinions of what is discipline the athlete has discipline around performance a result the coach has discipline around process and you know doesn't care so much about the intermediate results and Thorpey has another view on it and um, on discipline and ultimately all of them are saying the same thing that a lot of swimming is necessary in order to be a world champion but they're all arguing at what point does discipline um, uh, override feeling so for example if your shoulders hurting and the coach has said to do 50 100 meter sprints in the pool at what point do you say this is not healthy because it's gonna hurt my shoulder. What point does discipline override feeling, uh, emotion? And at the same token, if a sore shoulder, the guys, one of the other guys is saying, well, it's just something I have to work through and re-educate my brain to accept the pain of the sore shoulder as part of the 
the pain management and uh, uh, acid management process of, be, of being a world champion uh, swimmer in the pool. And you can see as people age, their definition of discipline slips somewhere between, I've got to feel good in this experience but also and enjoy it, and also I have to do the miles. So the more mature athletes are looking after a wounded body and they're looking after uh, different aspects of themselves. So they're managing discipline differently to other people. And I think uh, with this word discipline, this has got to. And when you sit down with a coach or you sit down with yourself or whoever you sit down with and you write down your got to's and you do your red flags around uh, reaction and, and getting defensive or going on the attack, when you get into when you write those things down, they are they are the foundation around which you design your Friday meeting, for example. And you say to yourself, well, I've got so many hours in a working week. I've got so many hours in a working day. I've got to do. Uh, I've got to get some exercise. I've got to you know get to nature. I've got to take some peace time with by myself. I've got to spend time with my family. These are got tos that you say. If I compromise them, the consequences are cumulative, the negative consequences are cumulative, because you drop into, if you don't have the got to disciplines in place, then you drop into got to. I've got to get this thing done, this uh, program done for Friday, and then you're operating in got to, and any person that's operating in got to is self-sabotaging. They're self-sabotaging their, their internal body, their organs, they're self-sabotaging their mind, they're self-sabotaging their uh, uh, relationships they're self-sabotaging un unconsciously and it's 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 it we do that self-sabotage unconsciously to avoid the guilt of um, not putting in the uh, 16 or 20 hours of prep for a Friday meeting which is worthy of as I said uh, I would say any meeting that you have to prepare for is worth about two hours and you redesign the meeting to cause uh, that two hours to be uh, enough uh, so uh, organized, supervised, deputized comes on the back end of this of how to delegate, how to cut out the thing, um, how to cut out the rubbish. The other form that I use frequently, uh, probably every single day, is do, dump, delegate, which is, uh, which is a sort of contradiction in terms because we say the word delegate is organized, supervised, deputized, but that's our definition of delegate is organized, supervised, deputized. So we take all the tasks we have that's overwhelming us for the future and we say it we put them in columns uh, four columns do it next column if it, it if we put all the list of tasks down the left hand side in the do it column we tick it we say yes i'm going to do that thing that's worth doing or the next column is dump it do dump which means not today not now or delegate means um, uh, uh, find, uh, organize, supervise, deputize it so I can allocate it to someone permanently to do that piece of work. We go back to the do it or dump, uh, dump it. If we say do it, it's by when. We put a little number of hours next to it and we say do it, it's one hour and I'm going to do it by 11 today. If we say dump it, which means not do it today, do it tomorrow or the next day, we, we put a date next to it so that it pops up in our to-do list for that day. And I honestly have had, do dump delegate, I've had dump stuff, stuff that I've dumped on my do dump delegate list for two years. I keep dumping it. Why? 
because it's never high enough priority to rise above the other stuff that is occupying my do list. Uh, and my do list is integrated, uh, which is the things I do for the work and to do background work and do videos and podcasts and what have you. The do stuff is integrated with my calendar and um, it's integrated with my lifestyle choices around uh, exercise, around um, um, uh, time out in nature, uh, uh, in a peace time, and time out just making sure that I'm in the schedule of my go-to list, which is quite strong and quite forced on me. I made a go-to list and said, every day I've got to walk Bondi Beach, every day, no matter rain, hail or shine, every day I'm going to, I've got to put my head under the, under the ocean. Every day I've got to speak to a client. Every single one client every day, no matter what my schedule looks like, I contact a client every day and have a dialogue every day. <clears throat> and these uh, things are for me um, foundation principles that if I do them every single day, I know success will just flow at the other end. I also do a four column sheet every day and once a week I do a discard on someone or something to make sure that uh, my heart is uh, evolving and staying wide open. You know this process is called the back on track process, the, the one I created, which is, uh, I think, a revolution in the, in, a, in, a, in the awareness of what makes a human being really change. Um, and I'm going to spend a little bit of time in the future just going back over that in case you've forgotten it, um, to make sure that you understand that if you are in a got-to state of mind, you place in, you, you, you need to develop a, a series of got-tos. And the way you develop that series of got-tos is through the back-on-track process, developing the disciplines that will get you what you want without self-sabotage creeping in and causing you to react out of guilt. This is Chris. You have a beautiful day. Bye for now.